Talia. Welcome to Good Luck Charlie. Just like you, I'm on the journey of self-discovery and am daily trying to learn what it means to find balance, create lifelong friendships, chase my dreams and invest in my future. So here's what I'm learning and loving on this crazy path of life. I'm so glad you decided to join me. Hello, you guys, and welcome back for another episode of the Good Luck Charlie podcast. I hope you have had a fabulous week a fabulous past 24 hours past 10 minutes even my past week has been good I just seem to have a really good attitude mindset zest for life this week I just woke up and felt good each morning which I do not take for granted and I'm very thankful to have had a good week like that I honestly don't know why I wish I could pass on some wisdom but I can't sorry so I don't know when you feel good don't take it for granted enjoy it soak it up be thankful for it uh, and then when you don't feel so great just take the time. It's okay to feel that way. Let yourself rest, rejuvenate, recuperate, all of the above. I just want to let you know, a lot of you guys have told me recently that you really have been enjoying this podcast, which means the absolute world to me. So thank you so much for all of your little comments, all of your thank yous. That is so sweet and just makes me so motivated and inspired to do more and keep on working at it. So I really, really, really appreciate that. Today, I am mega excited um, to have my first ever guest in real life. I know I've called people before, uh, but I have my older sister, Jess, who I hate to admit is older than me. She is 18 months older than me, but we've kind of always grown up like twins until recently when she has graduated high school and she's off into the big, bad, real world. Uh, And so... I guess throughout this interview, you'll hear a little bit about that, a little bit about what her transition from high school to uni has been like, a little bit about the ways that she loves to spread kindness and positivity into the world, and a little bit about some of her struggles and triumphs and challenges in faith recently and questioning your beliefs when you're out in the real world. So I hope you enjoy. Thank you so much to Jess once again. And now I'm going to welcome the wonderful Jessica. Thank you so much for being here, Jess. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Woo. So I got you guys to submit a few questions for Jess, but before we get into those, why don't you just introduce yourself a little bit? This is your first year out of high school, so what are you doing? What are you passionate about? What do you love at the moment? Those sorts of things. Hi, I'm Jess. I'm Talia's older sister. I graduated school at the end of last year, um, and I was accepted to study speech pathology at UQ, and that's actually my undergrad to doing medicine. Um, Also at UQ, which is very exciting. Um, I'm really passionate about all things biology. I really love working with people. And at the moment, I'm really loving speech pathology because it's a cool mix of biology and linguistics, um, which I also really enjoyed in high school. But other than that, I, I don't know. I really enjoy hanging out with my friends and I'm trying to get better at hobbies because I'm not really good at um, doing things just for fun. <laughs> but one cool hobby that you are doing recently is origami. Mm. Do you want to talk a bit about that and like how it started and why you are trying to kind of get into that? Well, I really love origami because I've always loved pretty stationery. So it just seemed extra cool. You get to buy pretty paper and then make even prettier things out of it. And then I love being able to give that to friends or make gifts out of it. Um, I don't really remember how it started, but I love making origami hearts and stars and flowers. And if you make enough of anything, it is really pretty um, to look at and also very therapeutic because you don't really have to think about the individual steps anymore. 
And I feel like that's a cool segue. Jess, for my birthday last year, gave me a jar full of lots of little hearts interspersed with notes from friends. And Jess, like one reason I love her so much is she's so good at lots of really small and intentional acts of kindness. And I feel like anyone that knows her would know that she just loves to give to people and be kind in small ways and always giving little gifts. And it's so weird to like compliment you like this when you're in front of me, but it's good. Uh, But it's true. And like, it's true. Lots of people that know you would kind of know you for your kindness and probably say you're one of the like most sweet people they've met. So I want to know genuinely, is that something that you feel comes very naturally to you or something that you've had to work on throughout the years? Like, is it a natural part of your personality or something that you've really intentionally chosen to be like that? Mm. Um, one of my most strongest traits or the things that I definitely want to be, at least be known for and be in myself is a really generous person. I think when I meet someone for the first time, I see the best in them. I really try not to have too many assumptions about them or write them off, um, which can get me into trouble if I like try and be friends with everyone. But at the end of the day, I just want to be nice to everyone. And I find it very easy to give things away or to think of nice things to do for people. Um, if someone opened the door for me or if someone, I don't know, just gave me a random compliment, like I'll remember it. And I feel like it's then very easy for me to want to do something back for them. And I guess it's like the compliment that they gave you initially took them three seconds, but like it's so much more powerful than that. And then you can, that's really cool. Spread it back. Um, so I guess on that note, what is like one of the best compliments that you can remember receiving or one of the kindest things that someone has done for you it might be big or small but it's just like stuck with you I really appreciate it when people compliment me on things that I've been trying to work on like I remember last year when I was on the school leadership team like it felt very easy for me to try and take over everything um, and do it myself because I am a very organized person and tend to have very exact ways that I can imagine things happening So for me to be like, okay, I'm going to trust you with this project. I'm really, really not going to like do anything with it. Um, And then you always get surprised by people who, when they really know you believe in them, will go above and beyond any of your expectations. Well, actually, just recently, there's been a couple. One of my very good friends moved down to Canberra this year um, and she surprised us all by coming back and not telling us. I burst into tears. I was so happy to see her. Um, and just recently, too, I've had a couple health things going on. Everything's fine. But um, one of my long, longest, longest friends, um, who also lives a bit far away, sent me up a really, really fluffy jumper that I could wear while I was getting better. And that was super sweet. I really appreciated that. Very sweet. And I just want to jump back to leadership team and that whole process. Do you want to quickly run through kind of a bit of your leadership journey? uh, Where, what do you think that has like taught you and how that's impacted your life? And what does leadership mean to you? Like, why is it something that you've valued and tried to make part of your life? Yeah. So I think it's weird looking back now because in the moment it seems like such a big deal, but now that you're out of school, like you realize wasn't really that important but yeah so I was um, school captain in primary school and then I was junior school captain in high school um, and school captain last year which is crazy but I'm very grateful um, to be on all these teams and to feel like I was able to make a difference 
I think one of the biggest um, skill sets that I would have that not a lot of people have is the ability to just believe in yourself and your own ability to make things happen. Like you don't have to wait for someone to give you permission. I think that's definitely one of the most important and useful skills I learned in leadership team, just knowing who to talk to, when to talk to them and how to kind of be organized um, in a way that other people want to get on board with your ideas. I really do think leadership is all about trust. If you really believe in your team, everyone's going to do their part and pitch in. And if you're just there to support people, if you, if I come up to you and say, Talia, I've seen how great you are with people. I really love your podcast and the way you're able to influence people. I'm going to ask, can you be the one to advertise for this day coming up or whatever? And Talia would be like, wow, I can't believe she recognized all these things in me. Like, of course, I want to do a really good job. I'm really good at this. Um, So for me, it was all about motivating people and um, trying to encourage the team to help encourage others. Super cool. So I'm now going to go to some questions that you guys submitted on at goodluck underscore charliepod on Instagram. A lot of the questions were surrounding leaving high school, going to uni, what kind of that process, procedure was. Mm-hmm. So I guess how, to begin with, how has the first year out of high school been so far? What are some particular challenges or highlights, things like that? Has it been better or worse than what you expected? Um, exactly one minute after I graduated school, I did not miss it one bit at all. But I definitely enjoy university. I'm really lucky that I love my degree. It has enough contact hours um, well, enough hours of content that there's always something to learn, but not too much that I can't do other things that I enjoy. But I have actually found this year more challenging than any of the others, especially because I did handle school so well and that really worked for me. Everyone had kind of always um, told me like, oh, you'll be fine at uni, like you won't find it difficult at all. And so I had this kind of narrative in my head that, oh, I'm not moving out of home I've been really good at school, so uni won't be that much harder. Like, I'm a part of all these different things in the community, so I know I'll still have friends, all this kind of thing. So I really wasn't expecting it to be difficult at all, which looking back was very naive because it's a complete life transition. Um, But I think even though I've been finding the content really great, um, it's been quite lonely, to be honest, because a lot of my very good friends um, have moved away Or even just being at different universities, you're obviously not as close as being right at the same school. And because of COVID, I only have about one hour of university, like on campus every week. So the rest of the time I'm at home in my bedroom doing Zoom classes. Um, And it's very hard to make new friends that way. And so I guess it's easy to doubt yourself or be like, oh, I'm not going to have any friends. Like I don't have anyone around. Um... So yeah, that can be not so fun. (laughs) Thank you for sharing so much. I'm sure that'll help people. And it's nice for people to, even though it might not necessarily be encouraging, like it's good for people to hear the hard side of it or that it's not all just easy and fun transition because I guess you feel like you only heard the positives and so now you're struggling a little bit with the other parts of it. What's the best thing about uni life, Jess? I love the freedom and the flexibility and the way that you can feel that Every day is getting you closer to somewhere you really want to be. And if you really feel bad one day or if you want to have a doctor's appointment, like you can always just watch your uni classes online. So 
in that sense, it is much more convenient. Very cool. And something that is super inspiring about you and that a lot of people find really amazing is that you are into medicine. You have a place reserved at UQ for medicine. Do you want to talk a little bit about that procedure and what that actually looks like? Like you're not actually doing medicine right now, but you know that you will be eventually. And how does that whole work and how was like UCAT preparation and things? Yeah, so I've always loved biology and people and Um, like no one in our family is a doctor or anything like that but it's always fascinated me and I would read books about medicine and just love it all Um, so from about grade 10 I was pretty convinced like this sounds impossible but I'm really going to give it a good shot so yeah I guess it just started with me talking to a lot of people who had either tried to get into medicine or were in medicine or have been doctors for a bazillion years just being like what's your experience and I just was really committed, but without any expectations. Like, I just knew I was going to try my best. So I, like, read the website, the UCAT website, every single part of it. I watched so many YouTube videos. I made a big poster on my wall. Oh, so UCAT is the um, clinical aptitude test to see if you're eligible to get an interview um, to get a med spot. Um, specifically at UQ. But yeah, I made a massive poster of every single practice test I could find on the internet and I bought myself a little star stamper and every weekend I would do like different practice tests and stamp all the boxes. My aim was to obviously fill the whole page with stars, which for me is motivating because I like cute stationery. (laughs) But yeah, it was so rough and I remember printing out hard copies of ones and bringing them on family holidays and waking up early to do them or missing out on things at school. But the test went really well, actually. I found it really fun. Um, I deliberately booked it at 8 a.m. in the morning because I'm such a morning person. So I felt really fresh and really calm and it was on the very first day of exams that they had, like, the very first day that they had exams. So I wasn't hearing all these stories about people who'd done it before me and freaked them out. And I just could do as best as I could. Ended up doing amazingly well on that. And then later on went to do my interview and I was doing all these practice questions on the train, coming home early from schoolies, being like, oh my gosh, I'm the lamest person in the world. But yeah, I am very, very fortunate to have a spot at UQ and... I definitely think if you're really committed, anything is possible and don't give in to any of the scams of people trying to sell you stuff for thousands of dollars because really you can do it for free. I did and yeah, it's definitely possible. So what that means for Jess now is she has a place in medicine reserved for her at UQ after she does an undergrad, which her undergrad is speech pathology and then she'll have that spot in medicine reserved for her, which is very, very impressive and super amazing and cool to see all that hard work pay off so now we're going to take a little bit of a transition away from questions like those and some people asked how do you stay close to God through difficult times this year has definitely been the toughest in terms of my faith as well definitely growing up I was in a very very small bubble our church was our life and our family was so was it still is very very um committed to all of these different Christian values and beliefs. And this year, I guess you're out in the world meeting all of these different people. And I guess my bubble was completely burst. I 
found that very challenging and would wake up in the middle of the night like kind of terrified about everything it's so easy to just like question like oh my gosh I really feel like even things like going out and having a drink with my friends isn't a big deal but blah 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 like my grandparents have never drunk anything in their whole entire life like obviously that worked for them so should I follow in their footsteps or is it okay for me to do things that I feel are right for me even though they're different to things I might have learnt my whole life and the kind of ideologies that I've been surrounded by and I think especially just like when I was just stuck in my whole room in my <laughs> when I was stuck in my room for the whole semester doing classes online by yourself, not really feeling like I have too many friends around. It was so easy to get stuck in your own head and overthink things. And yeah, it's been tricky. But I think I just kind of need to trust that things will work out. And one of the things that has really helped me is when people say, Jess, like God's given you a good brain and a good heart. And if you really believe something, is healthy for you and will make you a happier, more encouraging, like stronger kind of person, even if it's different to what other people have been telling you, like you can probably trust it. And it's going to be tough because you're trying to reconcile what I believe with what other people are trying to tell me to believe. But at the end of the day, my faith is my own and I really believe that. Very special. Thank you again for opening up and sharing so much. That's really special. And so I guess this is a similar question. And if you've already answered, you can just say that. But what is something that you feel God is teaching you right now? God's definitely been teaching me that I'm exactly where I am for a reason. And I'm never going to be completely unprepared or at least as unprepared as I feel I am. Because throughout my childhood, we've all been very sheltered. So to be suddenly in situations that kind of completely freak me out, I just need to trust the people around me, trust kind of myself and know that I'm going to learn something from every situation. And if I feel like it's the right thing to do in the moment, I'm not going to regret it. And even if I can think of a thousand reasons later on why maybe that wasn't such a good idea, like I did what I did for a reason and I am who I am. And it doesn't have to be who I thought I was or what people expect me to be. Yeah, like dad always says, just back yourself. If you make a decision, trust you know why you made the decision. Yeah, I think we've been really taught to think through things and not necessarily use our heart as much or like... People would tell me I'm a overthinker and I can get quite uh, annoyed about that or uh, defensive of that and be like, I'm not an overthinker. I think through things, but there is a very fine line between overthinking and thinking through things. And I do feel like I could convince myself of anything in, every, in any scenario. Like I can think of a million arguments for why to or why not to, which is difficult. But yeah, sometimes you have to like use your heart, I guess. And then when discovering who you are, you have to let go of who you thought you would be or who you always thought you were going to be. That's been a big thing for me recently. Like there were lots of dreams or things that I had thought about in my life that I was always going to do. And I think a lot of people can relate to this. Even maybe like I have friends who thought they always wanted to be a doctor or something. 
And now they're getting to the stage where they can actually make those decisions about what they do in university. Like, well, I don't know if I want to be a doctor anymore, but should I still do it because that's what I've dreamed about for my whole life? Or do I do what what I feel like now, even though maybe it's only new and scary? And it's like, there is not necessarily a right answer, but I feel like people can relate to that. And I can totally relate to that too. Like definitely last year, the only reason I could put so much time into like trying to get into medicine was because I was so committed and I was so sure like I could totally imagine that. But I've absolutely fallen in love with my speech pathology degree. So it's so weird to be like, oh my gosh, like I could totally imagine being a speech pathologist. And that would save me literally four years of my life at university. And it would be such a good degree. Um, Like I could get out, get a job, have a family and be really set up as opposed to doing another four years of study and then doing like your internship and your residency and everything just gets so much more drawn out. So I guess I'm in a bit of that place too where I've always expected myself to do medicine and especially now that I have this spot, it feels like, well, of course, like I'm in, like you're going to do it. But I've just really tried to take away those expectations and say, Well, for now, I'm really lucky that I enjoy my degree because in reality, that's my next three and a half years of life. So it would be awful if I did not enjoy that. Um, And just to try and say, if I really enjoy it, like there is no shame in me giving up my med spot to do something I really enjoy. Um, And I never would have done speech pathology if I hadn't gotten into medicine, which is the truth. So... I think at the end of the day, everything will work out. And if in your heart you feel like you really want to do something, even if it's never what you expected yourself to do, at least go for it. And even if it's not exactly right, it'll get you on the path that you need to be on. Love it. I feel like we can conclude with that. Thank you so much, Jess, being a good sister and a friend to everybody (laughs) Um, and being on this podcast. I hope you guys really enjoyed it, found some little bits of wisdom, little bits of takeaways. Uh, I hope you have a good week. And just a reminder, this is random, but the reason I called the podcast Good Luck Charlie is based off of a show where uh, a sister always wished her younger sister good luck at the end of each episode. So I have a young sister called Ella and everyone's like, you should have called it Good Luck Ella. But (laughs) but having Jess on the podcast, I guess that's even more true. Just like we want to share some advice and encouragement and inspiration for everybody of every age. That's why I always conclude with, I hope you have a fabulous week and good luck, Charlie. Thanks, Jess. Good luck, everyone. (laughs) Bye, you guys. Thank you. Good luck, Charlie.